to another edition of Bolton In, all thanks to our friends at Palmer Bed, of course. And as I say, a very good afternoon to Shane Anderson, all the way from London today, and Adam McGrath from Las Vegas. I'll start with you, Shane. How are you, big fella? Um, good, Matty. Good to be with you again, Adam, as well as with you. Um, I'm excited by this weekend, Cox Plate weekend. Uh, great race, tough field coming up. But before we get into that, of course, we're going to have to give this man a big pat on the back. Oh, yeah. Great tipping last week with uh, picking out the Caulfield Cup winner. Amazing performance. Yeah, thanks, Shane. No, I think that the person that needs a pat on the back, though, is uh, Mr. Zara, isn't it? The way that uh, he's been riding far out. Tell you what, uh, I tweeted and then I looked back on Twitter and saw your tweet, Shane, and we did basically the same thing, just saying what a ride and... This time of the year, those type of jockeys, they stand up and he's just uh, a business type of jockey that if you're in a group one, you know what you're going to get. So I thought the ride basically won the race there and he's got a pretty tough decision coming up in a couple of weeks now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see where it all falls uh, in the next couple of weeks. As I must admit, I thought Gold Trip, with the weight, was enormous as well. And uh, yeah, a little bit of luck in running, I think might have ended up a, a lot closer too. Well, I thought that was the impressive part of the ride was that Mark clearly knew it was Gold Trip that was trying to push out. Yeah. And I love that about him that he went, you know, I'm, it, it would have, you know, we all know what it'd be like. His mind would be going, this is a horse. I love this horse. It's given me so much good. And he just pushed it back and said, well, I'm not on you today. You're not winning. And um, <laughs> I thought him riding it was the difference there. And he'll be the difference moving forward. I think if he goes on Gold Trip, I'll probably lean that way. If he, he stays, and I'm probably staying with without a fight as well. So I am really intrigued to see what decision he comes up with in the next uh, couple of days. A couple of things out of the race. So, sorry, Matty. A couple of things. Agree with Adam. Like, the ride of Gold Trip, uh, sorry, the ride of um, Without a Fight by Mark Zara, outstanding. The ride on the runner-up, very, very good. The ride on Gold Trip, very, very good. We also had a race, a Caulfield Cup, that was run at a very, very fast tempo all the way through the race. I think they've run 226 and change which for 2,400 metres of Caulfield, you don't go much faster. I think there's only been one or two Caulfield Cups ever ever run faster. Wow. The thing that's playing in my mind, though, is those in that field, they're going to have to peak again in a little over two weeks. From Gold Trip's case, he's going to the Cox Plate this week. Will a big, tough, hard-run 2,400-metre race take the the you know the, uh, the zip out of them going towards uh, the Cup? That's the thing that's playing in my mind. Um Solcombe, who I was committed to in the race, bombed the start. I think he missed it about four or five lengths. Uh, that ruined his chance, but he was still working home quite strongly at the end of the race and whispers that there might be a change of jockey going towards the uh, the Melbourne Cup with Solcombe. I've heard uh, perhaps Joe Marrera could go into the saddle. But that's the thing that's playing in my mind. Tough 2,400 metres, run at a very, very fast tempo. Will you know horses out of that race, will they be able to peak again going towards the Cup? Yeah. What's your thoughts there, Ed? Yeah, look, I agree with Shane. I mean, they went at a blistering speed, and that was probably a few people had the question about without a fight, will it get that extra distance? Well, I think it answered the question because to sustain what it did in that run second up as well, now going third up with that under its belt, I think it probably helps without a fight, but I do then have my concerns about Gold Trip because we know it's just so difficult and so taxing to keep going to these events and to keep backing up. And Gold Trip's already done it three times now. The Mooney Valley run with 62 was a huge performance off well back and running on strongly. The win in the Turnbull was a mile off them, so another hard-sustained run. Again, another sustained run last week in the Corville Cup, and who knows what's going to happen this week. So I always just think there's only so many more times you can bring out a peak performance, and Gold Trip's probably already done it two or three times this prep. So I'm with Shane, especially regarding that horse, and I think a few others as well, that they'd really want to just freshen up and uh, 
get those legs in the ice buckets, probably as you were doing, Maddie, when you're doing your run, <laughs> and get a nice little like cool down session going and start planning for the grand final. Well, I think I know what was in the ice buckets, and it wasn't my feet; it was a couple <laughs> of coldies. I can assure you. Let's turn our attention to Saturday, Cox Plate Day. Maricardo back on the Cox Plate Day too, which I think is fantastic from the Friday night. Um, but it is the best mile and a half race in the world, the Cox Plate. This is the one that everybody wants to win. The market, all thanks to Palmerbet, Romantic Warrior uh, at four dollars forty is our favourite. Alligator Blood at five fifty. Mister Brightside seven fifty. Gold Trip at $8, Fangirl at $8, Militarize $8.50, Victoria Road $12, Zaki $17, Dewey's at $26, King Colorado $26, My Oberon $41, and Pinstripe is the outsider at $61. I'm going to come back to you, Shane Anderson. Cracking addition for mine. I reckon there's uh, there's there's a lot of really good inform horses uh, at the moment that are going to absolutely uh, have a crack on Saturday. It's going to be a ripping race, isn't it? It really is. I love the field. Uh, really evenly matched field this year um, based on form. We've got established older performers that we know, you know, really well. We've got uh, an infusion of the European class with Victoria Road, who, if you look back through the form lines of this year in Europe, the three-year-olds have had a phenomenally good season. And we've got the local three-year-olds coming through. I'll be honest, I've chopped and changed my views on this race about five times so far this week, but I'm now locked in. I'm going with two equal bests. I don't have a best or a value this week. I've got two equal bests, and I'm sticking with Romantic Warrior at $4.40 and yep. also to rise at $8.50 as my two bets in the race. But look, strong strong support for so many other runners i think victoria road will run well my old mate king colorado i think will run well and alligator blood i think he'll run well like so this is a race whatever you like back and and you're going to get a great run for your money but for me i'm finding it very hard to split romantic warrior and militarize as my top selection i'll start with romantic warrior we know we talked about danny shum's comments going into the turnbull first up where he said i'm 80 85 fit on this or uh, with this horse he ran well. He ran fourth in the Turnbull Stakes. The format of the race looked pretty good. King uh, you know, with uh, you know the horses through that Sulcum and um, and Gold Trip, of, of course, running really well in the Caulfield Cup. So I'm, I'm confident the form is good. I'm confident he's come on from that. James McDonald in the saddle. I think the Valley's going to suit him well. He's been the ruling favourite for a long period of time, and I think he's a worthy favourite. So I really like Romantic Warrior to run well, but Militarise just ticks the boxes for me. Uh, I liked him a lot in the Caulfield Guineas. He was slow out, way too far back in a race of muddling tempo. But his performance, the last 200 metres and then through the line, was super strong. So I'm finding it very, very hard to split. So apologies to, to our friends at Palmer Bet, But I'm going with equal best, <laughs> no value, equal best, romantic warrior and militarised. But as I said earlier, whatever you like in this race, I think you yeah. can be pretty confident your horse is going to run a big one because it's a cracking field. And I think, to be honest, you're getting value, aren't you? You know, outside the, the top kind of couple, uh, you're getting value the, the rest of the field, to be honest. Uh, Ads, what's your thoughts, mate? Uh, in good nick, both you blokes in good nick over the last couple of weeks. What are you thinking? Yeah, look, I think seven of the 12 runners can win the race. So when Shane says it's a cracking addition, I completely agree. And I've been switching and swapping and I've come up with a very similar two, to be honest, the exact same two. So we're thinking along wow. the same lines again. Um, I'm going with Romantic Warrior. I'm still going to make it my best. I will have a best of value and then a value value. So I've got a little bit extra there. Um, <laughs> Romantic Warrior. Look, I thought it was a really good run. Uh, as Shane said, sort of the same reasons. Was a little bit keen, fresh, first up. Stable said it was 80%. They didn't lie. It was clearly 80%. 
Great record at the distance, five from seven. Great record second up, hasn't finished worse than second. And I'm just going to back the class of the world and the class of the jockey as well with James McDonald in the saddle. So I think it's all prime, ready to go. We talked a bit like grand finals. Some of these horses have had four or five runs and they've been tough runs. They've been different states. This is what they've set them for. They went in first up telling us they were honest at 80%. And I think now we'll see Romantic Warrior bring out its best. Uh, Militarise is my value bet. I know it's only sort of $9, to $9 $10, but... Um, pretty hard to go past that last 100 metres in the Golden Rose, the tempo, and that was against in the Guineas. I still thought it got home nicely. I think it's been screaming out for the distance, 49 and a half and barrier three. I think that's really going to help because I do think this horse is a little bit hard to handle. You look at the jockeys that have been on board and you look what it does sometimes when it gets to the middle of the track, and I think it's a little bit difficult. So Zach Lloyd's going to have his hands full there. So it'll be my value. And just if you say you're a $20 punter, I'm probably doing 11 Romantic Warrior, 8 Militarise, and then I'm just going to put a little dollar on Pinstripe because this horse is two from two of the Valley. It yeah. was only beaten 1.7 from Mr. Brightside. It beat Attrition at the Valley. Attrition's come out and won the uh, Group 1 last week as well. If there's a, going to be a crazy one in the race at ridiculous odds, uh, it'd be the one I'd be playing. I'd be putting in your trifectas and first fours as well. So Romantic Warrior, Militarise, and then just a dollar on Pinstripe. I'm with you with Pinstripe. I was exactly the same too from Till at the Valley and uh, the form lines uh, all around the horse have been absolutely magnificent. Well done, boys. Righto, let's have a look at the Manicato Stakes. Uh, of course, uh, Saturday, 4.20pm, uh, Imperatries look absolutely magnificent uh, in the uh, the Breakfast with the Stars, of course, on Tuesday morning. $1.50 favourite here, all thanks to Palmer Bet. Uncommon James at 7 bucks. I and Me at $7.50. Bilnos Nightshares at $8. The Inferno, $26. Jigsaw, $26. And I am more $126. Probably scared a few away here, to be honest, in Peritree. So I'm going to start with you, Ad. Uh, the champ just gets the job done here, do you think? Uh, because I'll tell you what, uh, absolutely blistering last start. As Fura's kind of franked that form too. Uh, it just ticks a lot of boxes. Loves the track. Yeah, I'll be keeping this one short and sweet. And Perrot is the horse to beat. Two track records back-to-back. As you said, Asfura Frank, that form now as well. I think 1,200 suits even more than 1,000. So I think it'll be winning and winning nicely. Uncommon James is the only other horse that I'd be tempted to back. 1,200 metres is key. The blinkers come off. Um, as mentioned last time, I went from Asfura to Uncommon James with the blinkers thinking it would help. They said that's definitely not the case. And three from four at 1,200 metres, I think it's the only horse that is a clear second. I don't think anything will be the Imperatrice, so that's uh, my thoughts for that race. Beautiful, mate. Shano, you were simple and straightforward? Yeah, I've been called simple a lot over my career. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the uh, the team in uh, the Palmer Vet graphics department are going to be frustrated with me because I'm, I'm not putting a value in, just a good thing. I'm almost yeah. tempted to say the M word. Manicato. Say it. <laughs> I just cannot see Imperator is losing this race. And I actually yeah. think at $1.50, it's value based on what we've seen from her performances. Record at the distance, five wins, two places yeah. from seven starts. Unbeaten at the Valley. Form around her is uh, outstanding. She's, yeah, she's a moral. Look, she just wins. She yeah. just wins. I love it, mate. Yeah. So Team Imperator is, uh, I think she'll blow them away. Yeah, righto. Beautifully done, boys. Right, let's uh, turn our attention to Ramwick Race 8, the invitation on Saturday. And uh, our favourite, uh, all thanks to Palmer, but his Espiona at $3.50. Magic Time at $3.70. Um, Parasol at uh, $7. Roots at $9. Opal Ridge, $9.50. Ruthless Dame, $13. Alcohol, $3.15. And Alentia at $21. What's your thoughts here, Shane Anderson? 
Yeah, Maddie, I'm going through the Everest form. Um, very keen on Espiona to get back to winning ways. Uh, loved her performance winning over the distance and the goal pendant two starts ago. And then, I mean, she ran really well when in the Everest. Uh, I think she finished uh, seventh on the line. Her performance was very strong in that race. And now back to yeah. 1,400 metres. I think she's the one to beat. Cheering so I've got Espiona. Yeah, I've got her as my best at $3.50. Very, pretty confident she'll win. My value bet, uh, I'm going also with an Everest runner and alcohol-free. A couple of things about her. Like, she was a legitimate star when she was in Europe, like an outstanding filly of, the you know, the highest order. Um, and she could get to the mile. She was very good at sprint trips. She cost an absolute fortune when she was purchased to, to come to Australia. The thing about her, if she wasn't going well, she wouldn't be pressing on. That's what keeps playing in my mind. And she was written upside down in the Everest. They went pretty quick early to get her into a position. She weakened late in the piece. Out wide, a softer run at $15. I think she's a really, really good each way bet. So I'm going for the Everest form of the invitation. Espiona is my best. But I think that uh, the value bet is alcohol-free. I'm expecting an improved run from her. And Shana, just with that as well, she pulled up with heat stroke as well. So that sort of summarised the big drop-off over those concluding stages. I was keeping a close eye on her as well for, for this. And that's when I saw that. I thought, well, that makes a little bit more sense because, as you said, she was travelling into it quite nicely. Yeah. So my best, Espiona, value alcohol-free. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good race. Righto, Ads. Which way are you heading in the Best Espiona. Uh, first up run was huge. Second up was brilliant. Uh, beaten less than three lengths in the Everest. Same sex, 1,400. I think tick, tick, tick. So I like Espiona. My value bet, I'm going to go with Royal Merchant. Uh, good second up horse. If the rain does come Friday as predicted, it really does like getting the sting out of the ground. It's already a Group 1 winner over in South Australia. It beat some pretty good uh, runners on that occasion. I think it can just be an improver. So very keen Espiona and just a little dabble there on uh, Royal Merchant. Love it, boys. Right now, let's move along to the Spring Champion Stakes. Race 7, round week Saturday, 4 p.m. The favourite is Tommy Kitten at 2.45. Raff Attack at 6 bucks. Tuta La Vida at 7.50. Port Lockroy, $9. Gambear, $10. Cap Ferret at $18. Kintai, $21. And Glad You Think, $21 as well. As what's your thoughts here for the Spring Champion Stakes? My thoughts are, if you've been with Tom Kitten this campaign, you've had a tough watch and you've probably got a few more grey hairs than you started with. But I will be with Tom Kitten for this race. Look, the first up win was sensational. It's been pretty unlucky in the others. It's got back. It's been wide. It's just had runs you don't want to see. But the horse has just continued to run on strongly and never once shake the tar. So I think that's been pretty impressive. Extra distance, barrier one, new jockey. I'm just going to give this one a fresh uh, start and say it is the best horse in the race and I think it'll be winning. And I don't think it's a crazy good field either. I think Tom Kitten is a lot better than these. Maybe not the distances as ideal one, but I think it's just a better runner. My value bet will be number 12, Tuta La Vida. You'll remember it was my value runner last time as well. I think the first three runs have been really good. We mentioned last time it probably wanted a mile or further. It was good over the mile. It now gets the extra distance again. Barrier five drops to 54 and a half. I actually think it can give this race a really big shake, and I'd probably almost be making it more of a win bet that way and just making sure that if Tom Kitten wins, I still end up a little bit in front. But I think to La Vida, I think this is the horse that really wants this distance. It might not be as good as Tom Kitten, but it gets the trip that it's after. Beautiful, mate. Show note. Yeah, similar vibes. Uh, I've got Tom Kitten as my best, but with a few caveats attached to uh, Tom Kitten. He's very close to being Tom Cat. If he gets beaten again. <laughs> uh, Closely related to Tom Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was almost going to say similar, but um, I've got to temper myself just a little bit. Look, he's got enormous amounts of ability, this horse. I think if the brakes go his way, he's the one to beat. 
the concern I've got, the inside barrier of a horse that is sometimes, shall we say, not the best to begin. Um, so let's say he gets bottled up in traffic. Uh, we're going to be sort of hoping and praying that uh, he can get out in the straight, get clear galloping room. But if he can really build his momentum up, I think he's going to run away from his rivals. So, look, all aside, I think Tom's the one to beat with the caveat that the inside barrier might actually work against him. He was perhaps drawn a little bit out where you could maybe have him sitting in the running line rather than being bottled up on the rails. Yeah, I'd be more confident, but got him as my best. My value bet is a Walla runner, and that is Medatsu at, uh, he'll be about $31, wow. Now, a former Kiwi, we haven't seen this horse since he made his Australian debut September 23. Where On to a derby. Is this horse derby bound, do you think, Shane? Yeah, quick back up into next week, most yeah. likely. I even think he might be one of the, I'm pretty sure he's one of the few, uh, the only three-year-old that still holds a Melbourne Cup entry from, uh, from you know, the Australian three-year-old. Wow. So yeah. he's a stayer. He's by a Japanese horse that I know really well, Stefanos, who was a big, tough powerhouse sort of 2,000-metre galloper. Like he had a, a bit of a relentless approach to, to his races. So I think uh, Midatsu, and he's the only horse in the field, I think, also who has uh, checked my um, my uh, my, um, my form, who's won over the distance. And that, to me, when we're getting to this stage of a three-year-old's campaign, is often pretty um, valuable. So Tom Kitten, my best. Midatsu, thirty-one dollars each way. I think he's going to run an enormous race in the, cha- uh, the Spring Champion Stakes. But yeah, should be a good race. I hope t- Tom gets a bit of luck in the run. Yeah, beautiful. What else have we got around the uh, the country on Saturday? Ads. Uh, one that you will like, race five at Mooney Valley, number one, Tuvalu. Jamie Carter take the ride, likes the valley, forms good enough. I'm surprised that I, I can understand money for the others, but I thought this would be a bit shorter. I thought it would be a clear favourite, so I'm happy to play there. And going then Ascot well, Race. Going well, they reckon, too, Ads. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the gallop was quite nice, actually, leading into it. Uh, Ascot Race 3, number three, Triple J. It lost in that last stride last time we were on it. It gets the extra 100 metres and gets W Pike as well. Beautifully done. Shano, what about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm happy to have a bet in the uh, ninth race at Randwick on Saturday, which is the uh, the Max, uh, sorry, the King Calendar Max Presnell, um, named in honour of two uh, great racing journalists. I'm happy to be with namesake each way, probably around that sort of nine to ten dollar mark. Um, I just think third up into that race should be ready to to really show something um, for this campaign. So namesake, I, I quite like it the each way in, in race nine at Randwick, but to be honest, my my big push is, I think, Imperatriz is is a good thing. So it's the one I'm most confident about for the weekend. I know short, but she should be winning. Short but sweet. Who cares? As long as they win, boys, doesn't matter. Hey, uh, Maddie's must-haves. Uh, I'm going to back up on Whistle Lass uh, from the Sovereign Wild Yard. Uh, short enough, $2.40, but uh, I reckon I'll get the job done. Race three, number two at the Valley. I'm with you, Ads. I like Tuvalu. I, I thought uh, $2.93 bucks, a bit of a luxury, I reckon. So... Um, I reckon going to be very, very hard to beat. But the value for me comes up in race number six, horse number three, Karina Queen from the Graham Big Yard. $7.50. Mickey D's in great nick at the moment. And uh, and I reckon this horse has got a, a heap of ability. Not an overly strong race. And uh, and I reckon can get uh, get the job done at a nice little price if they can make ground. Uh, which I'm hoping that they can on Saturday at Mooney Valley. Hey, listen, legends, uh, download the Palmer Bet app. Get involved. It's really, really simple, uh, wonderful, uh, easy app to navigate through. But always remember, what are you really gambling with? And always think about what you're gambling with as well, uh, because uh, that is the key messaging. You boys have a wonderful weekend, Cox Plate weekend. I know you're uh, you're overseas at the moment. You'd love to be here for the Cox Plate. It is one of the greatest days on the calendar. They'll be jam-packed in at Mooney Valley Saturday. Um, 
but uh, I know you'd love to be here this next couple of weeks, you two blokes, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's one of the best ones. There's nothing better than that crowd singing before the races and the atmosphere out there at uh, Cox Plate Day. I've only got to go there once, Shane. I know you've been there for a few times, but uh, it was definitely memorable the, the time I was there working. Yeah, uh, favourite track of mine from when I was a kid. I used to live not far from uh, from the valley, uh, back in my days living in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, it's one of the truly magical days of racing. So wherever you're tuning in from, uh, you'll enjoy it. Uh, beautifully done, boys. Have a wonderful week. Hopefully we can tip our palm a bit bolting in followers into a few this weekend. You two have been absolutely scintillating the last couple of weeks. We hope you enjoy. We'll see you and talk to you next week, boys. See you soon. Yes. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.